Hi, I'm Skye, and you're listening to podcast number two of The Founding Female. Last week, we took some time to dive into the basics and early years of Mr. General George Washington. This week, I'd like to make an introduction to yet another amazing founding father, Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin was smart. Some might even say a genius, funny, and a huge lover of the ladies. And most of them felt the same way about him. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's meet this incredible man and find out what makes him tick. How did Ben become Ben? Going off of the Julian calendar, I can tell you he was originally born January 6th, 1705. After the calendar change, the birth date we now celebrate and what he had to become used to is January 17th, 1706. Still, that makes Benjamin Franklin one of our oldest founding fathers. Let's take a moment to meet his family. Josiah Franklin was a tallow chandler and a soap and candle maker. He hailed originally from Ecton, Northamptonshire in England in December of 1657. 1657! That is just incredible to me as a lover of history to think of people living back then. It's extremely exciting. Ben's father ended up having 17 children with his two wives. First, he married Anne Child in 1677. After they married, they immigrated to Boston, Massachusetts in 1683. Before they moved, they already had three children, and later after the move, would go on to have another four. After she passed on, Josiah married an Abbey of Fulger on July 9, 1689. Benjamin Franklin would be their eighth child. His mother, Abby of Fulger, was born in Nantucket, Massachusetts on August 15, 1667. So I'd like to take a moment to wish her a happy birthday one day early and a huge thank you for gifting our world with your beloved son, Benjamin Franklin. Another interesting fact about her was she was from a Puritan family who was among the first pilgrims to flee for religious freedoms. Benjamin Franklin was born on Milk Street in Boston, Massachusetts. Among his siblings was his older brother James and younger sister Jane. His father had originally tried to send Ben to school with the clergy, but only had enough money for two years of school. So he then attended Boston Latin School, though he didn't end up graduating. For some time, Franklin worked for his father. At the young age of just 12, he was an apprentice to his older brother James. James was a printer who helped to teach Ben the printing trade. When Ben was 15, his older brother founded the New England Current. This was the first truly independent newspaper in the colonies. Ben had wanted to write a letter for the publication, but was denied. Because of this, he wrote under the pseudonym of Silence Dogood, who was supposed to be a middle-aged widow. I find Ben to be very creative. This tells us a lot about him. His tenacity for going after the things he wanted, his dedication to writing, and his brilliant creativity topped off with an amazing sense of humor. 
These are just some of the many reasons why I love Benjamin Franklin. No one was aware that this was the works of Benjamin Franklin, least of all his very own brother, who when he later found out was extremely unhappy. In 1722, his older brother was jailed for three weeks for publishing material about the governor. In this time, Franklin would take over the newspaper. He used Mrs. Duguid to quote letters from Caddo. It would appear he loved freedom of speech even then. Later, he fled from his brother's apprenticeship due to mistreatment. Because he left the apprenticeship early and without permission, he then became a fugitive. He was 17 years old when he ran away, sailing to his new destination in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Having hardly any money, dirty from his journey, and his pockets filled with clothing items, he had nowhere to go. Tired and hungry, he'd only one Dutch dollar and a shilling in copper. In his own words, out of his own autobiography. Then I walked up the street, gazing about till near the market house. I met a boy with bread. I went immediately to the bakers he directed me to in 2nd Street and asked for biscuit, intending such as we had in Boston. But try as it seems, were not made in Philadelphia. I asked for three penny loaf and was told they had none such. So not considering or knowing the difference of money and the greater of cheapness, I made him give me three penny worth, which turned out to be more than Ben imagined because money back then was different in each colony. Colonies were looked at as separate countries, of course, not yet united. My favorite thing about the scenario is picturing Ben as he wrote this. Having no room in my pockets, walked off with a roll under each arm while eating the other. Which later he gave some rolls to a woman and her child. Also note at this time he walked past his future wife's father's home with her standing at the door looking out at him. Some people may not know this about Mr. Franklin, but at the age of 16, he read a book written by a Tryon recommending a vegetable diet, which on occasion was inconvenient for the others he boarded with. Ben being smart as usual, decided to use this for a purpose. Not eating meat saved him money on boarding. He tried the dishes and was able to persuade his brother, who boarded himself and his apprentices, that if he would give Ben weekly half the money he paid for his board, Ben would board himself. They agreed and it allowed him to then be able to save half of what he was paid, which in turn he then used to buy books. My kind of guy and an interesting thing to do. After some time with his arrival in Philadelphia, he began to work in several printing shops. While working, he was convinced by a governor, Sir William Keith, to go to London. He wanted him to buy the equipment for Ben to officially establish his own printing house. Keith's promises were empty and Franklin, now in London, worked as a typesetter in the Smithfield area of London. In 1726, he returned to Philadelphia with the help of Thomas Denham who Ben worked for as a clerk, shopkeeper, and bookkeeper. In 1721, at the age of 21, Ben created the Junto. It was a group of like-minded, aspiring artisans and tradesmen. They would discuss the issues of the day, 
and in turn, it helped to make the first of many other organizations in Philadelphia. With books being rare and expensive, the Junto created a library from their own books that they could then discuss while together. Ben then thought of an idea about a subscription library, which the members would pay into to buy books for them all to read. This was the birth of the first library company in Philadelphia. Franklin hired the first ever librarian, Lewis Timothy, in 1732. The library remains open today. Ben's mind was always creating, always inventing, and constantly thinking outside the box. I think out of all the founders, Ben could certainly fit into our time period now. I don't think he'd be shocked by our cell phones, but interested in how they work, and most importantly, where he could purchase one. Ben, for me, was ahead of his time, and I appreciate that. That's all of Ben for now, but he'll return again. I'll be back next Wednesday with yet another episode. Thanks for listening to The Founding Female.